Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast, presented by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. So this week, I'm going to talk to you about comfort. And it has been a cold, hard winter here in North Idaho. And the idea of comfort sounds pretty good right now. A warm fire, a hot cup of coffee, cozy chair with a wool blanket. (laughs) And there's a reason we have a whole category called comfort food. And it's designed for the cold days like we are having. But no matter where we live, we creatures have a great need for comfort of all kinds. Our bodies get tired and we need rest. We have many aches and pains and have devised a great many products and medications to comfort our sore muscles. We get cold, tired, sick, weak, weary, and we need comfort. Hot drinks and warm blankets, a hot shower, a down comforter, so many creature comforts. I remember. One time we were flying home from overseas and we got in very late. And I just remember it so well. (laughs) We just left our suitcases unopened and we just got in bed. And I just had such a sensation that I had just settled into a silken nest. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but that was my feeling and the thought that came into my mind. And after hours of travel, You know the feeling, comfort, and sleep. We were home. And home is where we should find the most in creature comforts. And that's what we labor to do, right? Is to make our homes comfortable. And so much of hospitality centers around providing comfort for the alien and the stranger, the visitor, or the old friend. We endeavor to make them feel comfortable. But physical comfort, as appealing as it is, is not nearly as potent as spiritual comfort. These creature comforts can certainly be tools used by God to bring spiritual comfort as well. A hot meal delivered to a new family can bring the intangible spiritual comforts of welcome, encouragement, and kindness. This is what makes hospitality, it's one of the reasons what makes hospitality so potent as a means of comfort. We can't always read our own spirits or know how much we need comfort. You may work hard and encounter disappointment, conflict, or failure, or you lose a friend or feel lonely or long for marriage or children. You may be grieving over the loss of a loved one or caring for the sick. You may have sinned and sought forgiveness, but even in repentance, you still still feel crushed and defeated. In so many ways, our spirits long for comfort and peace. So what can we do when we long for comfort? I think we have a couple of options. First, we can wait for someone to come along to comfort us, to say the right thing, or take our mind off our sadness. We can ask someone directly for comfort. That's not necessarily always a bad thing to do, depending on who you're asking, but it's risky. You don't want to be a drain on your friends or always making yourself the subject. Second, we can comfort ourselves. And by that I mean we can remind ourselves of all we know to be true. We can recount God's blessings and remember His promises. We can counsel ourselves. This is a really healthy spiritual habit. And we find it in the Psalms, Psalm 42, 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, 
for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. The psalmist doesn't really know why his soul is cast down, and sometimes we don't know what our problem is either. But notice how he speaks to his own soul, and he tells himself to hope in God. This is how we should speak to our own souls. Sometimes I think of it as grabbing ourselves by the scruff of the neck and giving ourselves a shake. Well, that's one kind of comfort. (laughs) But when we say, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. Matthew Henry says this about that particular uh, verse. When we cannot get relief for our burdened spirits by pleading with ourselves, we should try what we can do by praying to God and leaving our case with Him. We cannot still these winds and waves, but we know who can. Isn't that great? It's just such a good reminder that we have to hope in God. He can still these waves. He has the power to change the situation and to comfort our souls. The obvious direct route to comfort is to ask God for it. So you can turn to others for it. You can look to yourself for it. But the direct route is to ask God for it. And I think that's what the psalmist is doing, although he's counseling himself and speaking to himself and chiding himself to look to God. And that's what prayer is. We look to God. We can say, what is bothering me, Lord? What is this? And if he brings something to mind that you need to put right, then do that right away. But if he doesn't, then don't dwell on it. Hope in God, for you shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Go to the source of all comfort and seek him for comfort. So we go to God's word. Romans 15, 4 and 5 says this, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Now, There it is. All those things that were written for us that we might have hope through the scriptures by means of the patience and comfort of the scriptures. So the scriptures themselves are a source of comfort. The next verse says, Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus. The scriptures are for our patience and comfort so we might have hope. When you open the Bible, you are in a position to receive comfort, patience, and hope. So be hungry for those things when you're reading the Bible. God is speaking to you. Listen to him. God himself is the God of patience and comfort. He is the source of all patience and comfort. So he has made himself available to his people, and he brings us comfort. And I'm sure you can think of times when inexplicably you received comfort and peace and hope and patience and you cheered up and you got on with things. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Okay, so let me just go over this just a little bit. First of all, God himself is the God of all comfort and the Father of mercies. He comforts us in all our tribulation and 
the net result is, the purpose even is, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So God's comfort to us equips us to comfort others. So not one of us can say, well, I don't know how to comfort others. If you've ever received comfort from God, well, actually you do. And so you can extend it. And you, you ask God to shape your own understanding of comfort so you'll be wise in how you comfort others. Matthew Henry again, all our comforts come from God and our sweetest comforts are in him. So he himself is our comfort, knowing he is our father, who he is and what he's done for us. Creature comforts are blessed and a blessing, but the sweetest comforts, the most comforting comforts, are the ones that we find in Christ. These are efficacious comforts that teach us to trust him, to find strength to do what he has called us to do, to walk by faith. Not only does he comfort us in all our troubles, but through them he is teaching us how to comfort those in any trouble with the same comfort. Then we have experience, and then we have something to offer. And this is turning a profit on our own afflictions. This is growing rich in God's comfort, so we have something to share with others. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. And a couple of verses later, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. Mothers, are your children weak? Well, uphold them. Ask God to use you to comfort your children. Teach them how to look to Christ for comfort, just like you do. Wives, do your husbands ever grow weary or faint-hearted? This 1 Thessalonians 5.14 says, Comfort the faint-hearted and be patient with all. Ask God to give you comfort for your husband, the kind only a wife can give. Ask God to stir up your faith so not only will you receive enough comfort for yourself, but you will know how to comfort others. So this is such a great topic in the Word. I just encourage you to look around. There's so many verses and references to comfort. And be comforted. (laughs) Be comforted in all of your afflictions. And I thought, what better way to close than with this benediction from 1 Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this episode and would like more from Nancy on this topic, just check out the Feminine Ladies channel on Canon Plus. Go to mycanonplus.com and sign up today.